And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. Very excited to be joined today by Bob Waddell from MD Matchup. We're going to be talking about his company, which is in the healthcare space and matching up patients to the right doctors should be a fun conversation today. Before we get started, I do want to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Well, Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Matt. It's good to be with you. You know, it's not often that we have somebody on the show right here from my own hometown in, uh, you know, the Overland Park area. We have a lot of Kansas City people on the show, but not all the time. So welcome to being on the show. Yeah, thanks. No, I'm a transplant. I'm originally from Iowa. And uh, so I've been down here for the last 11 years or so and love it down here in Kansas City. Well, welcome to Kansas City. I've been here for 35 plus years. So So tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to be one of the founders of MD Matchup. Yeah, so my background uh, is primarily in marketing and advertising agencies. So um, after college, I moved out to Cleveland, Ohio and worked for, at the time, which was uh, one of the largest ad agencies in the world called Donor, Um, started out in QSR, so like RVs and things like that. Uh, and then transition, moved to Omaha, Nebraska, actually, uh, and worked for another agency there for a couple of years. And then my wife is actually a nurse practitioner. And so uh, she got a job down here in Kansas City. And we came down and started working. I started working for an agency called MDB, uh, which my co-founder owns now, Jim Brown. Uh, so worked with them for about the last 10 years and, you know, led the healthcare side of things uh for strategy um and so it was it was interesting how this whole process kind of uh came together through that um but i can actually probably trace it back even further uh about 30 years ago <laughs> so oh wow yeah yeah um which which is crazy because i was like nine years old right but kind of planted the seed and kind of something that stuck with me along the way um, and not to start the whole thing out on a downer, but my grandfather died on his 60th birthday. Um, and, you know, I, just talking, he had a heart attack and stuff and talked to my grandmother a couple of weeks later, I kind of asked her, I'm like, is there anything grandpa could have done to, to live longer, you know? And she's like, well, he could have listened to his doctor. And I was like, yeah, you know, well, you know, what, what, what did he tell him? And basically, you know, he was a smoker, you know, he pipe smoked and cigarette smoke and um, didn't take any of the medications that the doctor prescribed. And, and so, you know, being a nine year old, I'm like, why, why didn't he do any of those things? And it's like, well, he didn't really like his doctor. And so didn't really trust him and, and things of that nature. And so just didn't really take the, the word to heart. So that kind of always stuck with me a little bit. And 
um, you know, wasn't necessarily the inspiration for what MD matchup came to be, but uh, I can definitely tell that there was some, some connective tissue across uh, the galaxy, I guess you could say to bring it forward. Well, yeah. So, so what, what was kind of the triggering thing that said, Hey, we got to go start a tech company. Like what, what led you to that final decision? Yeah. So one of my, one of my clients back in 2013 uh, was St. Francis Hospital, which is now part of the University of Kansas Health System based in Topeka. And uh, they they came to us as, as the Affordable Care Act was rolled out. Um, primary care providers had to kind of make a decision. You know, uh, most of them weren't employed by health systems, so they either had to go out and uh, spend millions of dollars to, to buy EHR, electronic health record systems, to, to be in compliance with the ACA, or they had to decide to go ahead and, and sell you know their, their clinics um, and their practices to the health systems. And so St. Francis found themselves essentially buying up some of these practices. And now they're, instead of promoting themselves to these practices to get those um, you know, those other specialty patients, now they were in the business of promoting these, these primary care doctors to the community. So they came to our agency and said, hey, can we come up with some sort of campaign uh, to do this and really promote these primary care doctors? Because primary care is the top of the funnel, right? It's the gateway into the rest of the health system. And, and so, and, and we kind of took that and we said, okay, what are we really trying to do here? And, you know, going back to all of that, we were just thinking we're trying to make better connections between patients and providers. Yes, we want to let people know these providers are here, but if we are making good connections up front, um, they're you know they're not going to be as healthy. They're they're not going to be as satisfied. Uh, the the doctor's not going to be happy as well. So um, we, we we said, okay, how do we do that? And so we kind of pitched them um, a rudimentary idea that we had, which was we ended up calling Topeka Doc Finder. Um, and it was not too dissimilar to like a, a match.com for patients looking for the right doctors, right? Um, so we ended up talking to them and it kind of died on the vine. Uh, but years later, we ended up bringing it back up to the surface with some of our other clients and found some success. And then came the point where we said, okay, we're on to something here. How do we really scale this thing? Um, and we knew we had to develop some sort of SaaS product that would be easily integrated into health systems websites or applications. And so we, we made the decision to do that. So is your guys' goal to create a website that any consumer goes to to find a doctor? Or is it more within um, like a regional, you know, uh, network? So like here in Kansas City, it might be St. Luke's or, you know, something like that, where I'm trying to find a doctor within that group? Or yeah. kind of what, where are you guys trying to position this? No, it's a great question. Um, and, and at one point in time, we had to make a decision. Are we going to go the B2C route or are we going to go the B2B route, right? And, and if we went the B2C route, then it would have been incumbent upon us to go out and recruit all of the doctors to be a part of it. Um, and so going knocking on doors, right? So that's a lot of time, money, and energy to do that. And then in addition to that, we would have to promote this to all of you know, the consumer base out there as well. Again, a lot of time, money, and energy. Um, we decided to go the route of B2B and sell in directly to health networks, whether they're health systems or payer networks, um, large provider groups, because they already had built-in provider, you know, a database essentially that we could leverage. 
and they were already promoting themselves and people were already coming to them to find a doctor, right? So um, we were able to to develop this product and, and make it easily accessible to put on their own website or on their app. Um, and so it, I guess you could call it, you know, individual closed networks, um, but it works either for the Advent Healths of the world here in Kansas City, or it could work for a, a large uh, blues play as well. So. Well, it makes sense that you have an advertising background and this solution is kind of advertising related, right? You're you're trying to advertise the doctors themselves and and the health systems and match them up to the to the potential customers, potential patients and it kind of fits yeah, into that advertising, that advertising background that you have. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I mean, and you go into a health system specifically, and our our prospective customer could be any number of people. It could come from the marketing department. It could come from IT and digital. It could come from patient experience. Um, but specifically from the marketing department side of things, uh, there's $11.9 billion worth of healthcare advertising that is out there every single year, right? Um, and they have very little to show in the way of an ROI, back to their C-suite. You know, they're, they're pumping billions of dollars in, into the economy, but they can't really tell their, their bosses um, what they got for that $11.9 billion, right? So this actually does a really good job. The MD matchup does a great job of, of kind of closing the loop because when somebody comes into their website to take you know, our quiz, and we haven't really talked about what that is yet, but they give us their first name, their last name, their email address, their zip code, uh, and their birth year. Um, we can take that then and uh, follow them all the way through them taking a 10 question quiz for us. But then even with that, we're able to, you know, tap into the EHRs of our customer systems and, and you know, they can give us the data as far as who's gone to appointments in the last 30, 60, 90 days. And we can cross-reference that and see if they came in through our product or not. So then we're able to present an ROI back to the marketing departments um, or whoever that el else that we're talking to within those systems. So they can really show, hey, we spent X amount of dollars doing MD matchup and promoting our providers in this way. But we got 10, 20, 30 X in return as well. So as for a potential customer or, or patient to the, to the health group, like what, what do you use to determine the right fit? Is it, you know, I'm an old man. And so I need a doctor that specializes in old men versus family or women's health. Like how, how do you, how do you guys get that right fit for the customer? Yeah, no, that's a great question, you know? And so what, when people are going to look for a provider right now, um, you know, they might be, finding someplace that's close to home or work. They might be asking friends and family, but inevitably about 80% of people end up online, right? To, to find a doctor. Um, and the basic criteria that they think of first and foremost, and it's not wrong, is do they take my insurance? And, you know, are they in my area here? Um, that's fine. Uh, but that's about all the health system or the payer network would know about you if you're coming in and using their quote unquote, find a doc tool. Um, and so what we do is, is we don't necessarily focus on the provider up front. We really kind of shift the whole paradigm and we're focused on the consumer. We want to understand who they are first and foremost. So then we can understand who we can recommend to you within the network 
to, to find. So obviously, if you're looking for a primary care doctor or a cardiologist or something like that, you can tell us that up front and we'll use that as, as kind of a, a pre-indicator. But beyond that, we're going to ask you 10 simple, simple questions. Um, one question might be like, you know, who's the main authority on your health? Is it you? Is it your doctor? Or is it your friends and family? Like where in this Venn diagram uh, of those of that triad uh, does it fall, right? Um, another question we might ask you is, you know, um, do you prefer a provider who practices conventional and Western medicine on one end of the spectrum versus holistic and alternative medicine on the other end, right? And so we're, we're able to really get very granular data based on how you answer these questions because it's not just a, an A, B, C, D, or E answer. We're, we're giving you Venn diagrams. We're giving you sliding scales. Um, and, and so we're really getting an understanding of who you are as a person, first and foremost, how you think about your health, what are your needs and your preferences, how do you like to communicate with your provider, how do you like to have them communicate back to you, right? Like some people like the face-to-face, -face. they may like uh, video calls, they may like text messaging. Um, and so we, we really want to have a good understanding of all of these preferences, first and foremost. Um, and then how do you keep track of your health on a daily basis or an occasional basis? You know, what's important to you? So all of these things are kind of taken in into account. Uh, on the back end, we ask providers 30 different questions, uh, not only on who they are, but also how they practice, uh, the kinds of patient attributes that they're looking to attract to the practice. Because mind you, this is a consumer facing tool. But this is also a provider marketing tool, right? Um, we always joke that uh, MD stands for marketing director because without a doubt, they go and knock on the door of, a, of the marketing department at some point and say they want their face on a billboard, right? Well, MD Matchup gives them the opportunity to tell people who they are um, without having to go out and scream it from the hilltops. So... Your previous business and, and this business um, are, were advertising related, and I'm sure they're, and, and what you guys are trying to do is help your clients build relationships. So I'm curious, what is your strategy for helping people find the right fit um, and, and within, within those relationships, whether it be in advertising or in healthcare, you know, what, what are the factors that you consider for finding the right fit in a partnership? Yeah, again, uh, that's what we're trying to find. We're, we're, we're allowing people to tell us up front, right? Um, because it's different for everybody. Um, somebody may value their time more on, on starting their appointment on time versus spending more time with the provider in the appointment, right? So again, not everybody's built the same. And so these questions are designed for us to really segment and profile uh, these patient personalities and establish who those are. So um, it it is different for, for providers as well. And so there's nothing worse than, you know, taking this outside of healthcare, right? You always see there's nothing worse than a bad first date. It's similar in healthcare. There's nothing worse than a bad first appointment, right? Um, yeah. If you go in there and, and you have a bad experience, uh, you feel like the doctor is not listening to you. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's not good for anybody. You're probably walking out of that appointment, definitely not coming back to see that provider, probably not coming back to the system. The provider does this 20, 25 times a day. So they know whether they're going to see that person again or not, uh, most likely. And so they're probably not happy either. 
Um, and, and then the, the health system is not going to be happy because they've lost a patient and then they've got an unhappy doctor, right? So uh, what we're trying to do is establish, there's so much time, money, and energy, and I know I used that phrase previously, but really it's true. So much of that goes into finding out the satisfaction of a patient after an appointment happens, right? Um, what we're trying to do is get that relationship put our best foot forward on, on both sides of the, of the table, right? Instead of just having, um, putting your, your doctors essentially on an online directory, which is basically like a, a digital phone book with pictures and say, hey, pick the best one. They're all listed in alphabetical order here. You know, choose a headshot, great. We don't want that. We want you to, to tell us who you are. We already know who these providers are. And then we use an algorithm that'll match you up uh, and then put you on the best foot forward uh, going into that first appointment. So I want to ask you some more questions about uh, what it's like having a startup in Kansas City and, and, the, and the, your progress so far. But before we do that, I, I do want to say that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what developers are available to join your team today. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. So you guys started the company about three years ago now? Uh, yeah, it's it's probably three or four years old now, yep. So how, how has that gone so far? Like, you know, based on the initial plans that you guys had, the initial product you had, is that still the same today or did you guys make a lot of changes you know, in, in the, in the product plan, the go-to-market strategy, all those things, just kind of yeah. curious how, how things change from the original version. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'd say it's, it's pretty much the same. Obviously the biggest hangup we had was almost everybody, uh, was dealing with the COVID-19, uh, event that, you know, everybody's still digging themselves out of right now. So obviously from, from our standpoint, uh, you know, who we were trying to sell into primarily were these health systems and going through that process, they're, they're trying to keep patients out of the system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2020. Yeah. In yeah. 2020, that's a bad time to get people in doctor's offices. Probably. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, had a ton of good conversations and they're just like, Hey guys, not the right time. And we're like, yeah, we understand what we're, we're trying to, you know, we got to educate the marketplace too. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it was good from the standpoint of it allowed us to really um, hone in on our, our go-to-market strategy, who we were supposed to be talking to, um, who who is interested, who's not interested, things of that nature. But then really just to make connections, both with prospects, but then, you know, within the, the Kansas City entrepreneurial community as well, right? Um I've never been a part of a startup before. And so this whole thing has been a learning experience for me, uh, which I've really enjoyed. And, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have partners to have supported that as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been through a, a number of, of can, I mean, Kansas City's a great entrepreneurial supporting town. And so um, a lot of, a lot of the, the programs through UMKC or pitch perfect, um, you know, um, Enterprise Center of Johnson County, I went through a few classes there uh, from learning to pitch uh, to investors to sales and things of that nature. So it's all been fantastic. And I've met a lot of great people along the way. And so 
I think the biggest thing I, I've taken away from, um, you know, my journey so far, uh, specifically in Kansas City, is everybody's so willing to help you. <laughs> you know, like the even if, even if they can't help you by, you know actually investing or, or something like that, they're always willing to make introductions, you know, um, and they're not necessarily quick for, to give out, dole out advice, but they're quick to give you their number and say, Hey, give me a call if you ever have questions on anything. And so, um, it, it has been very family-like, I think in that atmosphere. Um, and so I'm, even- I'm, I'm, I'm curious, is there a specific story about somebody in the local community that really helped you, uh, you know, that just kind of curious if there's a, any cool stories there of. Yeah. Um, so man, probably quite a few that I, I'm going to be blanking on for sure. And so I apologize to anybody out there, but, uh, for example, like we, we had the opportunity to do, um, pitch perfect, uh, or not, not pitch perfect, the pure pitch rally. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, yep. And, and so we did that, um, two years ago, I think it was. And, man, probably, you know, a few days later or something like that, I get a, a call from somebody and said, Hey, I saw you guys pitch. Uh, would like to talk to you. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and guys named Matthew Miller. And he actually told me, he's like, you know, I, I essentially developed the very first, uh, physician directory, online physician directory. And so that was just kind of cool to, to see somebody who's here in Kansas city, who was kind of the pioneer, uh, of the first version of something like what we are building here. And, and really, you know, he just opened up and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help you. If, if you guys want help, I'm, I'm, you know, if nothing else, I'm here to be a good sounding board, you know? So, um, but yeah, he was able to get us introductions into several people, um, and the, I'm, a, I'm a part of the the Comeback KC Ventures program to UMKC. Um, so Chris Raycamp and Charlotte Wilson have been awesome over there, just putting me in touch with people who I don't even know exist in, in the community. You know, uh, they're all so well connected. Um, they say, "Hey, this might be a great person for you to just know." And, and from that, I get introductions to potential investors or uh, potential prospects out there, right? Um, so it's, it's been awesome. I mean, just being able to be connected to people who I don't know existed previously, uh, my, my worldview has, has definitely expanded. So besides, besides COVID, I, I would imagine, you know, so 2019, you guys are working on the business model and getting the product all done and all that stuff. And you go, was the goal to launch it in 2020? <laughs> yeah. yeah it was. Right in the, right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. so besides that curveball, have, have there been any other kind of big, big things you've had to figure out, you know, big obstacles, big challenges you've had to deal with? You know, not, I mean, there's always something, right? But um, I, I can say we, we we're very fortunate from, you know, a technical standpoint. Our our technical lead, his name is Justin Meredith. Um, I've known him for the last seven years or so, uh, and he's based out of Atlanta, and he's been he's been a godsend for us, right? Uh, so he he was able to really come in and establish 
hey, here's how we build this SaaS product. You know, like we, we had the idea uh, as far as like what we wanted it to do. Um, but, you know, really going from building a website to building a SaaS product is two totally different things. And so he was able, he's got 25 plus years of experience doing this sort of thing. So um, he got us up and off the, off the mat essentially in some ways from a technical standpoint. So we're really grateful to that. And, and he is uh, a part of us going forward, obviously a big part of us. So um, but yeah, besides that, really, I, I think the big thing is, you know, traditionally we'd be going out to, um, you know, conferences and trade shows and things like that. And so, you know, with COVID, even though we couldn't go out and sell directly, like we, we couldn't go to those conferences either, or we tried, I mean, we tried to do some of the virtual conferences and that was just a joke. Right. I mean, and I, I felt bad for the people putting on the conference too. Right. I mean, they're, they're trying to keep people connected as well, but it's, it's so hard because, you know, we'd set up a virtual booth or whatever, and I'd have two people come talk to me within five days versus if I'm in person, you know, I've got 50 people an hour or something like that. So it's, it's definitely, it was tough from that standpoint as well. But um, yeah, I, I think now that we were past all of that, um, our go-to-market strategy is what it is. We're just looking to expand, right? I mean, we're, we're looking to grow and scale the company as quickly as possible. Um, and for us specifically, that means trying to secure a round of funding uh, for capital and, and, and get that going so we can scale our sales and marketing operation as quickly as possible. So do you have customers outside of Kansas City currently? Yes, we do. So we do have Advent Health here in Kansas City. Uh, and then we have CHI Health in Nebraska and Iowa. And then we have Sanford Health in uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Minnesota. So um, they're, they're all very big brand names in the health, uh, health industry. And so we're very fortunate to have them. They've all been incredible partners with us. And I say partners because when you are doing a startup company, obviously you've got a product out there, but the feedback that we get from them uh, is obviously invaluable to us. To not only improve their experience, but to improve, you know, how we think about certain things, um, and and being able to give them the product updates and features that best fit for their needs, but also integrate us even deeper into their system, right? And so it makes it harder, you know, for them to not want to use us anymore. Was it easier or harder than you? you would think to sign up one of those big health groups, you know, out of state somewhere, you know, does it take months to get them convinced to do this or is, you know, what is that process like? Yeah, it's a great question. It's, it is, it is hard because um, health systems in particular are notoriously slow uh, as far as decision-making process. So it could be a, a six, nine, 12 month process. Um, and, and I'll give you the example of Sanford. They, they were fantastic. We, I met uh, one of their marketing coordinators at a conference. Um, we had a trade show booth set up and stuff. She came by and we talked. And uh, from that conversation to getting the agreement signed was nine months. And, and it wasn't, wasn't their fault necessarily, right? It's just, that's how things move within those big systems like that. So there's, there's lots of different stakeholders who have, 
uh, have to have a say in, in, in doing it. Um, but we are lucky enough to have champions along the way and a bunch of different groups um, who believed in, in what we were doing and how we could benefit their system and their providers. Uh, so it's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, it can be difficult to get those, but um, that's, that's the business. We're not alone. Well, and I, I think that's the key key learning here for for people listening today is um, it, it can take months to to do what's more more of like a complex enterprise sell, right? You got lots of stakeholders involved. You got to get lots of people to agree to do this thing, and it's not a quick transaction, right? It take, takes a lot of nurturing and and convincing of a lot of stakeholders, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, you, if you've got somebody along the way who, who really believes in, in, in what you can do to help them, not only from a, a, an enterprise level, but even them personally, right? <laughs> and, and how they can kind of champion this internally, then yeah, it'll make it a little bit easier. But um, lucky for us, I mean, I think we've, we have developed a a, a very aggressive sales model uh, from a licensing standpoint. So we're not going to be too expensive for anybody. Um, we're going to provide that value, uh, that ROI that they're looking to get back. Um, but yet at the same time, it's it's good for us too, because we're driving consistent monthly revenue as well. So once you start engaging with them, have they been you know, op- open arms about the fact that you guys are a, a startup and a smaller company? I mean, or, or does that create a lot of challenges for you with some of them who are like, ah, we don't want to deal with this, you know, early stage company? Yeah, it's it's been, I think we've been fortunate, to be honest, uh, that nobody has really said, ah, this doesn't make sense, you know, and we don't, we've never seen anything from you guys before, you know, so um, it's helped that we've had three customers who have embraced us fully, uh, and they're, they're willing to, to tell others on our behalf as well, right? So that's, that's good for us. Um, I, I think, like I said, they, they've, not just been customers, they have been good partners for us. And so the fact that we can go in and show those three big brands when I'm talking to prospects versus three small community hospitals does wonders, right? Everybody knows who those brands are. The people who I talk to on a daily basis, they know who they are. Um, So they can go to their website, they'll check it out. Uh, In fact, I was talking the other night to somebody uh, who said, wow, how did you guys get into Sanford? They're just notoriously hard. Um, And I said, you know, whether we were lucky or whatever, we had somebody who believed in us. And so all we have to do is make that connection. It's not, it's not too dissimilar to how we're trying to make connections between patients and providers, right? We're trying to find somebody within these systems that we can connect with. Um, here's what we can offer. Here's what you guys offer. And then we move forward together. Well, that's the thing about all kinds of business, right? It's about trying to find the right fit and it's a win-win for everybody involved. And so you have these great customers. Have you been able to, you know, back back them up with some case studies now in regards to like, hey, we have this customer and we help them get X new patients and stuff like that because they're using your tool? Have you been able to kind of develop some of those case studies? Yeah, we, we have been. Um, and it's it's been cool to see for sure. Um, I'll give you an example and I won't name which system it is, but um, the first three months that they went live, they had 2,446 unique consumers come in and take uh, the quiz, uh, the MD matchup quiz, 
um, that ended up resulting in them getting 748 new patients. And so they converted at a 31% clip uh, of those people who took it to people who actually went to appointments, not just signed up, but actually showed up to the appointment, right? Um, and so between those 748 uh, new patients, they have almost 1,500 uh, appointments in those three months. And, and they had a 24x uh, ROI that they saw as well. So they were, they were very excited uh, to see what the rest of the year was going to look like, right? And so we're actually in the midst right now of, of getting more data in from them so we can continue to add and go forward from there. So, so without your product, without your product like, like how many appointments a month do they get from brand new patients? Like, so it was like 100 and now they're at 500 or I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> It's a good question, um, and they can probably tell you how many they get through like their online scheduling or whatever. What they can't tell you is they're not able to track the people who come in and use their regular Find a Doc tool, right? There's no way I'm up front, and so there there is no comparison, right? And and so it's a better experience not only for the patient to come through MD Matchup on their website, but it's a better experience for. Uh, our customers on the back end too, because yes, we have this incredible interface and this consumer engagement tool up front, but on the back end, we have all of this data that nobody else in the industry has. Again, we're asking 10 questions of the patients that nobody else is asking. We're asking 30 questions of the providers that nobody else is asking. And so we have these big data pools back there that our customers can then use for any sort of you know analysis and insights um, from from marketing communications, how they're going to promote to the to, to their uh, audiences out there, to how they're going to hire new doctors as well, right? If if we can show them they've got a, a deficiency in the the you know profile of these certain kind of doctors, then when they go to hire new ones, that's something that they can take into account when they do that because they've got a big marketplace out here that needs these kind of doctors, but they don't have enough doctors to serve them. So, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that earlier. If there's part of what you're doing or, or part of how you work with the health systems around kind of scheduling and capacity, right? It's like, Hey, we have a lot of people who have children that need family care or a lot of old guys like me, maybe then I'll, you know, they need a different kind of doctor or whatever. Right. And just, yeah, it comes down to capacity, capacity. Yeah. One of, one of the great things, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, one of our customers uh, being great partners, they suggested they sh uh, our one customer just had a baby and she's like, I want to go through this and pick out a, a new primary care doctor for myself, but I don't want to have to retake the quiz again to find a pediatrician for my baby. Is there a way that I can, you know, send the matches to myself? Uh, for the primary care, but then change the filters and then find the right one for the pediatrician again. And so we were able to incorporate that into our roadmap and roll out that feature. And so nice. again, it's that back and forth with, with the customer, right? And what they're hearing from their patients as well. And so um, that's what's going to help us grow as, as, as we continue to go. Well, if you need help growing and matching up with software developers, FullScale can help. We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with highly vetted and experienced software developers. At FullScale, we specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more at FullScale.io. Well, 
thank you so much for for being on the show today, Bob. And I'm curious if you have any, you know, final words of wisdom for those that are listening today. Any any tips for for anybody today? Yeah, I, I would say no matter what you're working on out there, if you don't think it's good enough, don't believe that. Just keep moving forward. I mean, even if it's a small step every day, um, it's it can be tough. You don't have to have a fully flushed out million dollar idea today to be working on something. I think you just gradually, step by step, you know, um, continue to build. Good things will happen, and so we're. We're excited about what we're doing at MD Matchup. I know that there are others in a similar position out there in other industries. Um, and so we, we love being a part of the community, the startup community. And so if there's anybody who has questions as far as you know the process that we've gone through, always happy to, to lend a helping hand and pay it forward the way people have done it for me as well. I appreciate that. And I know everybody else does. And, and as you said earlier, you appreciated that support from the community and that that's, you know, we're all in this together, right? So Absolutely. Um, love, love the spirit of that. Well, once again, this was Bob Waddell from MD Matchup. That's mdmatchup.com. Um, you guys can also uh, please check out the Startup Hustle uh, Facebook group. We have a great Facebook group called the Startup Hustle Chat. Just look for Startup Hustle. You'll find us and join the community there. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Matt Watson. And um, thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>